Cameron and Dave. Conversation, crack, and the music you love. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. Good morning, Coolio. Good morning. Welcome to Dublin. Welcome to Ireland. I should say welcome back because you're here quite a lot. Yes, yes. What is it about Ireland that you like so much? Um, I just like the atmosphere. I like the people. I like the the way the city moves, and I like the the, the spirit of the city and the and the uh, what I want. What I want to say the. Uh, Aura of the city mm. as well. That's nice to hear. Yeah. Nice to get some positivity about yeah. uh, Dublin and Ireland. And did I see you? Did you pop up in Conor McGregor's pub one of the days? Yes, I did. And I did a little pop-up performance. Oh, yeah? What yeah. did you think of the Black Forging? It was crazy. Yeah? It was, it was <laughs> full on. It was just like he is. Yeah? <laughs> full on, bro. Just, just <laughs> knock him out. Just a knock. It was a knockout. And when, when you rock up somewhere like that, do you expect to be asked to perform or are you just going to do it on the fly if it happens? Um, I, if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. Mm. That's how I look at life, period. So um, did I expect to perform? No, not at all. I did not. They had a guy in there. He was doing, um, he was doing covers. Um, acapella covers, and he was great. He had a great voice. And I ain't gonna lie, while I'm sitting there, I was like, man, oh, they asked me to perform. I, like, <laughs> I want to get up there. He's killing it right now. I'd love to do something with him. Next thing I know, hey, Coolio, come on up. I was like, I was there. I was already there. All right, straight in. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and look, Gangsta's Paradise is such a massive song in the kind of history of hip hop. It it did so much for hip hop at the time when it came out. Just hit a, just hit a billion views. That's on, what I'm on saying. So it's coming back now. So it's got a billion views on YouTube, and you're about to hopefully cross a billion streams. Um, I, I should hit a billion streams. A billion streams, definitely by the end of this month, if not sooner. That's so crazy. And what amazingly crazy? Why do you think? Looking back now with a bit of context and where hip hop has gone and all that, why was that song, do you think? Why has it captured people's hearts and imagination and stereos since 1995? Mm. I've thought about this quite a few times. I think it's, I think it's, it's the, the feel of the song. And at the time when, the time when it was released, it was perfect for the atmosphere of the world and the way that everything was going it was you know it was needed it was you know it's like everything has a balance of course you know that so um the world has a balance at the time when it was going on it was only these kind of songs and and then there was these kind of songs and but there was no binder mm. to 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 bring those you know that was the party songs then it was the it was the the gangster ish and then it was um it was the R and B, the ballads, and but Gangsta Paradise came right in the middle, and it made the two meet. Focus and from LV. Yeah, I, you know it's it's a it was a weird thing, and it made people it made people feel like they were a part of hip hop. Mm. I think um, f- for a lot of people, Gangsta Paradise was the first CD that parents ever let them buy. Um, it was the first, their first introduction to hip hop as well, and it was just, it was the perfect song because people took their the way they felt about life or the way they felt about the way things were going in their life, and it made them feel feel like 
yeah, this this explains what I'm feeling right now. Yeah, because I think, like you said at the start, it was the it was the whole feel of the song. Because yeah. obviously, Gangsters Paradise was going to resonate lyrically with people who shared, you know, maybe the similar scenario that you did right. as you grew up in Compton or whatever it was, right. or across America. But you're not going to get a billion views. You're not going to get a billion streams if right. it's not an international song. And then, therefore, it needs to have something more than just those captivating lyrics. And and it does. Well, people took the meaning of the song. Okay, so my original meaning of the song actually means nothing. Right. I don't even remember (laughs) what I originally was feeling when the song came out. Really? No. The song, okay, that's the best way to explain it. Think of the song as itself. It's its own entity. Okay, the song was... It was in the, the, for lack of a better word, let's say the biosphere. Mm-hmm. The song was in the, in the, in the biosphere and, and it was sitting there waiting for somebody, for a, a, a vessel to which it could come into the world. And it was just sitting there, it was like, nah, I don't like Snoop Dogg. <laughs> nah, I don't like Tupac. Nah, I don't like Biggie. Ah, I hate Wu-Tang. Who's that guy? <laughs> I like his hair. So it chose you. I, I like his voice. I want him. And it came to me. Because this is crazy. When I wrote Gangsta's Paradise, I had a pen in my hand. Mm. I had a piece of paper. just like this. And I started writing. And it went just like this. So it flowed out of you. And I wrote the song. I never picked up my pen. I never stopped once and went. I just wrote it. I wrote it like I already knew it. Mm. And that's, I've never, since that happened, I've never written, let me take my glasses off. (laughs) I've never written a song like that ever again. Really? Where I wrote the song as if I already knew it. Mm. So, Gangsta Paradise, I didn't write it. It wrote me. It wrote you. It wrote me. Wow. And so when you heard it being played back on the studio speakers and you just, you know, finished the mix and did you go stone cold hit? No, Absolute? Or no, you thinking- I just, I was, I was like, this is tight. This is a tight song. I was like, the hood is going to love this. Mm. But then I went and played it. I went straight to my car and I got on the phone and I started calling people. Like, listen to this, listen to this. Mixed, mixed reactions. Uh, it's okay. Uh, yeah. Was there anyone who we would know of who listened to it and thought either it was good or bad? Nah. No? Nah. I didn't, I didn't, especially back then, I didn't even know very many celebrities or people that were known. Yeah, this was early for you. Yeah. So, um, I played it for, I'll give give you for instance, I played it for, I played it for my sister. She was like, ah, why are you talking about all that hard stuff? You ain't even, you, you don't need to be talking about that. That part of your life is over. You need to be talking about something happy. I was like, shut up. Click. <laughs> hung up on her. So then I then I called the I called somebody from the from the record company from Tommy Boy Records. <clears throat> I called the um AR guy. His name was uh his name was Ian. Ian Stedman. He's actually from the UK. Mm. I called him and he was like, Yeah. Yeah, cool, that's cool. It'll, it'll make a good album cut. Ooh. I was like, a good album cut? I said, okay, cool. So a couple of days later, 
I called him back. I said, yeah, that album cut you was talking about? I said, so, uh, if it's out, I said, it's, I guess it's okay for me to use it for a soundtrack. He said, yeah, sure, go ahead. Well, mind, go ahead. So, I, I, this lady named uh, Kathy Green, she, mm-hmm. she heard the song instantly. She's like, oh my God, I love this song. I need this. Oh my God. Uh, 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 Michelle Pfeiffer has this movie. It's tanking. We need, need something. We need something to wake the movie up, and this song is gonna be perfect for it. I was like, yeah, okay. I was like, how much? <laughs> <laughs> she was like, what do you want? I said, a hundred thousand. She was like, okay. What? <laughs> Best You're negotiation like, ever. I, didn't I was like, for five hundred thousand. I was like, yo, they're gonna give me a hundred thousand for this song. <laughs> Are you serious? I was like, hell yeah. At the time, no one had ever received that kind of money for a, sound, a song. Not for a soundtrack. Yeah. It was, the, it was the first time. Well, you didn't know. I remember yeah. that Michelle Pfeiffer movie came out. You, she was a teacher, wasn't she, in the inner city? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you didn't know which was bigger, the film or the song, because they kind of moved together in they, tandem, didn't they? The, the film made the song and the song made the film. Mm. Her Her film was tanking, bro. It was... It was not tested. Was it already it was, in? It was, sin- oh, it was to being it tested. Was to be it, was tested. tested. It, wasn't, it was testing terribly. Dangerous minds. They were. They were. They. They. They was actually saying it was going to be her first flop. Wow. It was going to be her first flop until they when they put the song in it. It evoked the right emotions in the right places in the movie, so people would cry in the right places and people would laugh in the right places, and it just. It brought it all together. It's like a glue that just yeah, held all the pieces together. Yeah. Did she ever thank you for saving Dangerous Minds? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. And I never thanked her for helping Dangerous Mind become a billion seller. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, so. But if you think about it, there there are so few songs for a star, but so few hip hop or rap songs that have stood the test of time so much that here in Ireland they're still you know globally they're still regularly playlisted on you know commercial radio there's very few songs that have survived yeah. that mm-hmm. um, it, and it, it's so, which means that it's still relevant to people's ears it's aged well it's still relevant mm-hmm. to young ears you've got new fans all the time and it also, it also helped me help me as an artist be able to know what what to do when I make music. So I I know not to write songs that are trendy, not to write about, not to put the year, not to ever mention, it's 1997 mm-hmm. or whatever. Like I never <laughs> mentioned the year in a song. I never, I never talk about like the trendy sayings at the time. Mm. Like, oh, that's lit. Like you'll never see, hear me say, oh, no. that's lit or, oh, what'd it do? You know all those all those little sayings that people say over the years. I don't I don't use well, those kind of phrases in songs. I've got to say in a, on a different song. You are in one of my favorite hip hop songs of all time, and it's from one of my favorite movies of all time, Space Jam. And okay. hit him high. I don't I wrote, remember this. I wrote the hook. You wrote the hook for that. I wrote the hook. Bye, hit him high. Hit him high. Hit him high. I wrote that. You know why I wrote Not that? Poster. I wrote that because I said, "Oh, so me and me and Be Real were the first two people in the studio," and this is a crazy story too. Me and Be Real were the first two people in the studio. And we we found out how many people were going to be on the track. So we said, okay, so everybody's going to have eight bars. So because, I wrote sir, because let, let's, let's tell everybody. So there's, there's Be Real from Surface Hill. There's you. There's Buster Rhymes, Method Man, 
and LL Cool J all on one song yeah. plus the Space Jam soundtrack hit him high yeah. so you're so, right everybody's got eight bars so a lot of egos eight, in so one room <laughs> so everybody got eight bars me and B-Real want eight I wrote the hook B-Real wrote the sub hook you ain't got no huh okay he wrote that so I wrote eight he wrote eight we did our parts we left the studio when we hear the song me and him have eight Everybody else has a 16. Ooh. I was livid. I wanted to fight. I was, I and whose fight. decision was that? Producer? It was the, it was the producers. Uh, Tone and Pope. Mm. Uh, what did they call themselves? Trackmasters. Trackmasters, yeah. For about five years, I wanted to fight. Every time I heard Trackmasters was going to be somewhere near me, I would go there. Okay, but you, you got <laughs> I would go something. There, I, would, I would go there to fight them. You got something that nobody else got. You got the opening line, which I love. Let's have a listen to this really quickly. If you remember, Hit Em High, Coolio did this. Greeting, Earthlings. We have now taken over well, your radio. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, that's such a song. And also, on a completely different note as well, you did the soundtrack to literally my favorite TV show of all time. I presume everybody remembers this. Everybody out there, go run and tell. Your homeboys and homegirls, it's time for King to kill. You keep laughing in the afternoon, so don't touch that dial, don't leave the room. Because it always is something to front, and you don't want to miss it. It's double K like, do the big biggest. Kenan and Kenan, I should have stayed killing Kenan. Then you got to watch Kenan, because Kenan is seen with a plan or a plot. To come with a knock, but they always in the middle, because they always getting caught. This ain't a hardy boys or a nasty two Mr. B. It's just Kenan and Kenan. And you're going to say that you like to freaking warrior. Happen at the cellar. Magic at the wing or Kenan Teller. Somebody's in trouble. Oh, here it goes. Nick, 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 so many cultural moments that you're involved in. Like we're talking about Dangerous Minds, we're talking about Space Champ, talking about Keenan and Kel. You even made it into Futurama as Kwanzaa Bot, remember? Oh, no, yeah. child, that's not a made up character. It's Kwanzaa Bot. <laughs> and I'm going to tell y'all how we celebrate Kwanzaa. Zoe Bird, lay down a beat. How about I just lie down? <laughs> so good. I just did, I just did another one. Did you? Yeah, for the new, for uh, the new, uh, for the new Christmas special for okay, Futurama. Yeah, I just did it uh, about two weeks ago. Wow. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, I did, it was, uh, I must say, the the much, uh, the really, it's corny. Well, this, the new version, version, I'm new version of I thought the last two were great. <laughs> right. But whoever, this whoever, one? whoever wrote this new one, Somebody need to shoot him with a butter gun. Because <laughs> he's corny as, corny as all get out. Yeah, and yeah. I would say with Space Jam 2 coming out, the new one with LeBron, it's reignited interest, obviously, in Space Jam, the first one. I presume the soundtrack to that has got I, to have changed. I, was, I thought that the only mistake LeBron made with, with the film was not having us redo. Hit him high. Hit him high. Mm. We should have had a, a, he, a, a, at the very least, he should have had some new, some of the new younger cats do it. redo hit do him it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It would have been, been, you know, it would have been a real cool thing to do. As a matter of fact, he could have had us and the young cats uh, together yeah. do six bars each, or, you know, just yeah. so the song wouldn't be a thousand minutes long. <laughs> you know? Do you have yeah. a favorite MC at the moment from those younger people now in that generation? Who do you I like? I like Kendrick. Kendrick. I like Kendrick. I like Buddy. 
Mm. You ever heard of Buddy? Buddy, yeah. He's out of L.A. Mm. I like Buddy. I like Kendrick. I like, uh, um, what's this cat's name? I like, well, the game has been around for a yeah, while, yeah. but I like the game. I like, um, I like Versatile. You like Versatile? I like Versatile. Dublin MCs. We were under armor. Me and the boys were under armor. We were under armor. Me and the boys were under armor. We were under armor. Me and the boys were under armor. Me and the boys hit the sauna in the steam room. So we feel fresh after. People want to know, how did you come across Versatile? How did they come across you? And how did you get together? Um, it was crazy. I heard a couple of their songs. I was like, who is these great? These dudes is wow. I said, wow, I never heard... I've never heard anybody from Ireland rap in the Irish accent. Mm. The, all the all the cats before that, they were trying to rap like Americans, mm. or they were trying to rap like cats from the UK. They embraced the Irish accent and start spitting, and I was happy about that. I was like, these cats are tight. So then, I guess somebody must have heard, or they must have heard that I said that, and they they already liked me, so. Their management reached out to me. It was like, hey, they want to meet you. And they popped up at a show I did. I did a show at uh, the racetrack, at the horse racing track. And they popped up at my show. And I saw them. I was like, and somebody was like, hey, you know, that's, that's my, my management said, that's those cats from the first time. I said, oh, ish. I was like, yo, yo, yo. <laughs> yo. I brought them on stage. And All know, right. the rest was history. We started, we just hung out and we hit it off instantly. Mm. And will there be more music from you two? I just, Gave you a few bars. Of it. mm-hmm. It's okay. from a song called Under "That's Armor. That." Yeah, that's from a song called uh, "Keep On Coming." Come and step. Keep on coming. Come and step. Keep on coming. Come and step. <laughs> Obviously, oh, yeah. Irish MCs, as you said, often did. You know, American accents. How's your Irish Dublin hip hop accent? Oh, yeah. <laughs> when we gonna come up? Coolio's up, man. I'm up. I'm up and I'm live with uh, Dave, and, Dave and, and Dermot. That's it. And, and we're doing it. It's Today FM. <laughs> knock, knock, knocking on the studio door, mate. I think, well, I would love to finish this if I could, Coolio, with one more Keen and Kel. Would you do that for us? Because it just, it's the best. Let's, Let's do, do it one more time. Oh, here it goes. Oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Keen and Kel. 2022 is Today FM, David McDermott. <laughs> Out there, go run and tell your homeboys and homegirls it's time for King and Kale to keep you laughing in the afternoon. So don't touch that dial, don't leave the room. Cause if y'all was in something, no front, then you don't wanna miss it. It's double K like to the good biggest. Kenan the kid, I should have said killing Kenan. You gotta watch Kenan, cause Kenan be stealing with a plan or a plot. They come up with a knot, but they always in the middle, cause they always getting caught. This ain't a hardy boy, so I'm nice to do Mr. V. It's just Kenan the kill and your vicinity, like sick freedom boy, or Abbott and Costello, Magic and Kareem, or Penn and Teller. Somebody's in trouble. Oh, here we go. Oh, Nick, 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 Julio, pleasure. Thank you so much. Shaka Zulu, man. Yo, I am the C-double, and y'all is in trouble. Shaka Zulu, man. Dermot and Dave. Weekdays from 9 a.m. Today FM.